Hello! Gladys here. Welcome to Stranger Turn Friend, a podcast where two strangers hang out for the first time and make magic happen. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about it. All right, enjoy! Thank you for for coming on. Um, are what time is it uh, on your side? Seven thirty in the morning. Wait, seven thirty in the morning. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, you have outdone. Uh, you have outdone me because it's eight thirty. <laughs> I um, stopped at Eastern Standard Time. I was like, oh, East Coast. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. Wait. Where Where are you? I'm in the Midwest. Oh, okay, gotcha. Wow, are you an early person? No, I have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good reason. Oh man, yeah, I um, you can't see like my living situation, but my bed is like right beside a bunch of windows, mm. and so and I, and my curtain, I haven't gotten it fixed in like a year. So every time the sun comes through, I'm just I'm up. Oh yeah, that's the worst. And it can get very annoying. <laughs> the way my bed is, it's underneath my window, and so <laughs> when the sun comes through, I'm like, oh, it's time to get up. Yeah, I. But but do you get groggy in the morning, or it's just like, I'm up. I like I'm both. Like I have to drag my feet. I'm like, oh, I have to be up. Oh my I god. Like I work too. Well, like not today. I'm off today, but usually on my work days, I'm like, oh, time to get up. Does your work start really early? Um, I have to be at work at 10 in the morning, 11 your time. But yeah. um, when I'm here, though, because I have to let the dogs out first. Of course. And then get my slice started. <laughs> I, I love that a lot of your morning routine is tied to your pets. Oh, yeah, I have three. So. Oh, have, man. OK. I and do they and do they operate on the same time? Two of them do. The other one, he's an old man, so he operates <laughs> on his own time. Uh, I love that. He'll be turning 13, so. Oh, okay. Him. I see. Yeah, I, I used to have dogs when I was younger, but then, you know, they, they passed away. But, like, I I remember, like, that was such a, like, precious time in my life. Because oh, they yeah. were, I don't know if you have big dogs, but I had, like, little dogs, like a Chihuahua and, like, a Pomeranian. I have a sheet too. He's a small one and I have two pits. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway, thank you for you know spending your Sunday morning with me. Um yeah. uh, I remembered on Reddit when I posted like the invitation, mm -hmm. your, your reply was like, This is absolutely bonkers, but let's do it. <laughs> Um, and so thank you for showing up. Like, you know, I, I, I can't tell you the number of people who kind of get cold feet at the last minute and just like, don't, you know, don't yeah. come on, uh, mm -hmm. which, which I totally get. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, how are you feeling? Is it, is this still kind of scary? We're like what? five minutes in. Really? Honestly, like putting a voice to the, like a username is very much more calming than you know just on reddit kind of thing so yeah i'm i'm not a good like texter slash messenger myself so i really like the fact that like you know yeah being able to put a voice to it i it just gives it more personality and you're like oh this person's like probably normal <laughs> exactly exactly because there's some conversations on there where it's like hmm do you normally do that like uh you mean like reach out to people online and yeah. like talk to them mm -hmm. uh honestly if i didn't have this podcast like if i w if roles were reversed and like you asked me to come on your thing i would be like this is crazy and i probably won't do it <laughs> <laughs> but like the only reason why i'm okay with this is because like i trust myself and i know i'm not like i'm not gonna do anything i'm not like a you know good program i can't like hack your shit you know absolutely yeah 
like really I'm just here for like a good conversation good Um, and I like I like that yeah which I don't know like with the pandemic but even before that I feel like we need more of that right absolutely Um, yeah but have you gotten to meet some good people online or has it just been like a hit or miss it's been a hit or miss kind of I do have two friends that I did meet online like during the pandemic ironically enough okay and And, and, like you guys talk pretty often oh yeah I've met one of them the other one she lives in ironically on the east coast too so I'm trying to meet with her too so all right so it's like that's pretty cool like I mean I'm not great with long distance friendships to be honest it was something new for me but yeah yeah one of them she's come she's meet my family she's like my family has assimilated her into our family oh wow every day so they know about both of them so that's lovely like I have you always been like this type of like open up I don't know you feel like a really optimistic person and you're just like open to new adventures and stuff yeah I've always been like that I've always been a very open person where it's like you know what comes comes and like I know how I am and I know where I stand and at the end of the day if I don't like something I know I'm not gonna try to mess with it or even be honest with the person like I don't vibe with this conversation I'll leave it so you're good at like setting boundaries is what I'm hearing yeah oh I love that yeah it's a yeah I mean you know now that we're coming to the end of 2022 which has been a insane not even this year like last year like last couple years it's been Um, a very odd couple of years I know I know and I and I think through this I like to kind of you know do some primary research on how people are feeling (laughs) like I like research myself so I understand yeah like I mean how how has that been for you like I feel like for some people it's like a journey of rediscovering what they really enjoy and then there's a whole other group of people that are just like spiraling and and like that are you know just coming to dig themselves out of it um do you kind of fall with it kind of in between those I fall with the first group because like before I was in college and I was going I was just going full speed ahead and then the pandemic hit and it kind of just made me kind of stop for a second and reevaluate if I continued one one if I wanted to continue what I wanted to do with my life because I was on a fast track you know like I was going getting ready to look at grad schools I was doing grad school programs I was doing a lot of like just looking at going to other states and going on trips to other grad schools for things and then I come back Literally, it was literally the end of 20, uh, 2019, where I was like, okay, you know, and then 2020 kind of hits, and then it's more so <laughs> kind of... You're like, oh, wait, boom, this is okay. actually <laughs> serious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, this is actually happening, because I saw it happening on the news. And I was sitting here, I was like, why is anyone doing anything about it? Like, everyone's just completely okay with the fact that a whole area of China has just closed itself and closed, like, quarantined. And no one's like, maybe we take that seriously. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, like, it teaches, I mean, at least for me, like, it really taught me about how, like how human behavior works Same. it's like Same. we need so many kind of things to confirm before we take it seriously rather than like oh you know like we're so quick to dismiss something it as like a blip everyone was just dismissing it. yeah like, like my major is psychology and I cur- I'm sitting there just watching how people were dismissing it <laughs> like oh that's just an over there thing and I'm like it's a serious disease like yeah like, like I, we've always said about how China is one of the second biggest countries in the world like and the fact that they realized. got it we're like and the fact that they got it first and we're completely like closing borders closing down and I'm like okay so we're just gonna stop the fact that the second big, biggest country population wise is closing major cities 
and completely quarantining major cities. It's insane. It was insane for me. And it, was, it also opened my eyes to a lot of how people view China as well. Yeah. And view yeah. not even just China, but a lot of like Asian countries. It was very sad seeing how some people viewed them, viewed those places, and viewed people from those places. We were seeing this as a problem of like us against them yes. rather than like, hey, this is a virus that like everyone's probably going to get. And it's like, we need to come together. Like, this is a whole biohazard. Uh, I, I didn't want to start on such a heated topic, but <laughs> it's okay. I just spew word vomit. Some no, it's it, it's fantastic. Like, um, uh, have you have you ever watched a uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane? I think the movie. It sounds familiar. Hold on one second. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah. Okay. So you know the premise, right? It's like yes. At first, you think the dude's insane, like, mm-hmm. and then, okay, spoiler alert, but like at the end, it's like, oh fuck, like what he's talking about is like true to the uh, bone. Like, oh, like, he was he was right about what he was talking about. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, he was his execution could have been better, but <laughs> exactly, he, he he was right at the end, and like when I saw like she had finally escaped, I was like, oh. So he was right. It was the way he was going about it. He could have told her. He was like, listen, this is happening out there. The reason why you're in here, you're one of the last people I saw before that shit happened. And you were okay. Yeah. And like, how how crazy that that was actually what played out. It's like, oh, this is fun. Like, it's just like a thing that we can contain. And then like six, like a couple months, not not even like, oh, shit, this is going to be a big thing. Yes. And it was crazy, like watching the news and watching how it kept unfurling. And they're like, yeah, Yeah. it, it started. Oh, it's in New York now. It's spreading now. We've seen it now in Chicago. It's in LA. And I'm like, wow. Within a span of like six months. Yeah. We're going to try our best to contain this to, okay, we're going to start quarantining. You're going to have to be, (laughs) you're going to have to be on, like, we're going to be locking down a lot of stuff. Exactly. Like, so yesterday I was reading a book. uh, It's it's called Siddhartha. I don't know if that's how you say it. Um, and then there's a line in there that says like, oh, you know, uh, you have to know that like there is the truth, but then also the opposite of that truth is also true. Oh, I like that. I, I, like- it's, <laughs> I was like, it took me a second to like understand it. And to be honest, I, I probably might be misinterpreting still. But like, I felt like this pandemic like showed us like, oh, there there could be like facts, like truth you know truth truth like capital t but like at the same time those like truth deniers can also create their own truth that is the complete opposite of that and we've seen that coming everywhere everywhere (laughs) it's been building so much it's very especially when it came to like the vaccines oh my goodness it was Oh, I mean, at one God. point it got absurd, and it's like, guys, all right, like, like I can understand kind of pushing like, it. I can understand like certain people, like, mm, I don't trust the medical process right away because how is it we have this huge virus and then a vaccine, and then like me being a science person looking more into it, I'm like, okay, so they use something that they already had to fast track it, yeah, and so that's why because it's a major virus, so it's not gonna take a long long time like it did previously we've had the technology to fast track things like that and so like i i i'll admit i did wait a bit before i got my first one but like i waited till after the trials and after where it was like multiple companies started making it to be like okay so this is something that they're actually making sure is okay for the public and reading studies which makes sense like you were just trying to be you know i don't i don't think it was possible like given the timeline to be like super well informed oh yeah 
like as the information was coming out, I was like, okay, let me look at the new information they have. Let me look exactly. At like the side effects, right? Like that's the most mm -hmm. important thing. Um, but then ultimately it's kind of, and, and it is with everything, right? It's like, how, like, what's your bet on this? And it's, it's always like a probability game. I don't think there's ever like a yes or no kind of thing, especially Absolutely. for novel, uh, novel anything. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm okay, like taking a little bit more risk like to not yes. die, given yes. how bad it was. And then given how like <laughs> me at the time, I was working with elderly people. So I was like, mm, I'm okay getting it. Was it like a nursing home situation or? Yes. Okay. Okay. Are you like, a, if you don't mind me asking, like, are you like a social worker? No, I was honestly just working in the kitchen, but I came so much in contact with the elderly as well. Because I they'd see. either come to the dining room or back then for COVID regulations, I had to go deliver the food to them personally. Oh, okay. I Okay. That, I mean, you know, having that context makes sense. Um, that you were, you had to take it basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, I didn't mind. Especially, I loved every last one of the people in that nursing home, so I yeah. didn't mind keeping them safe. Honestly, yeah. And then, especially, it kind of hurt me too because one of the one of the one of my favorite residents who was there, he had passed away from it, and like he, it was crazy because like at the time he was in the hospital for something unrelated. He had fallen. So he had went to the hospital because he had fallen. So they were like, yeah, he's getting better. He'll be coming back soon. And I was excited to see him. And then they're like, yeah. Uh, and then, like, I remember I came in one weekend. They were like, yeah, he passed away. I was like, what do you mean? I just literally heard the other day he was coming back. But, yeah, he had caught something while he was in the hospital. And it COVID related. And he ended up passing away. Oh man, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it kind of solidified with me how dangerous it was. He was very much, while he wasn't, well, of course he was elderly, but he was at he was healthy for an elderly man. Are you? I mean, are you? I don't think anyone's good at it. But like, how did you take that loss? Honestly, I've I come home. My mom's a nurse, so I come home and I talk to her about it because she also sees a lot of that too. And it kind of helps me process a lot of it, too, in the sense yeah. that, like, at the end of the day, you know, it's life. He was at the end of his life and he was just there being comfortable and living the rest of his life as comfortably as possible. I also talked to his family members. He was well loved. And so it was nice That's just getting good. that close yeah. for him. So. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just thinking like your mom is a nurse. So she yes. probably went through like the depths of it. Oh yeah, she worked and labor and delivery, and oh boy, the pictures she'd send me what they had to dress up in just to be around the babies. It was insane. I would imagine just from pictures, is it like almost like a hazmat suit? Yes, literally. She like she could not bring anything in. She could only come in with her clothes, and then she'd have to wash her hands really well, and then get dressed from head to toe like she had a regular mask on and she had a whole hazmat thing on and then like she had like the surgical like gowns on in order to be in contact with the babies i'm just hearing that and i was like holy shit like being in a work environment like that and you're working like 14 hours a day and like she was she wasn't allowed to leave her floor either so like they had to bring lunch up to the nurses on that floor because they weren't allowed to leave the floor once they stepped foot on the floor until the end of their right. shift. Yeah. I really respect your mom as well as all nurses and doctors and just Absolutely. everyone. Yeah. Dang. I that that's really cool that, you know, she it, like you have that support system, especially when you're working in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. Um anyway, so pandemic aside. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, how, how have you been? Like, you know, I, I know I recognize this is the first time that we're meeting, but um, any, you know, any highlights, any lowlights that's going on uh, that, you know, now that you had the time to step back and like really kind of reconsider what you want to do, I, I guess, and like put your energies towards. 
I'm excited. I'm finally going back to school starting next month. So I'm going back to school and finishing up. I decided I do want to do psychology. So I'm going back for psychology and neuroscience and continuing on with that. Is there anything like with psychology that like particularly fascinates you? Oh, there's a lot, honestly. I I love just the mind in general and like especially behavioral things. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I studied economics in school, but like I really do enjoy reading like psych books and this is like kind of bad, but it's almost like I feel like my brain frames the world in terms of like an experiment now. And like, oh, yeah. I'm just observing that's, things that's like people. Like my friends and I joke about, they're like, you always end up <laughs> analyzing the conversation. <laughs> I, I mean, I it is fascinating to... though, right? It's like, it is. it's almost like you're like, okay, this sounds real, really bad. But it's like, when I meet my friends, I, I'm, I, it's almost like I'm observing them like a museum piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I hate they're like they've told me they're like yeah you like you need to tone it down you're going psychoanalyst <laughs> like analysis on us again especially when they were venting them they're like so maybe it's this reason that you're feeling this way and they're like listen you're not my therapist <laughs> <laughs> and so like one thing I've had to kind of do is kind of tone down that kind of thing because I realized it reaches in ever yeah. so subtly. I know, I know. And uh, yeah, it makes people feel watched. And then at that point, you're like, okay. <laughs> it's always funny telling people I'm studying psychology. They're like, oh, you're going to be a therapist now. You're going to analyze me. I'm like, not really. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. The, the the wonderful thing about psychology is it's everywhere. I know. Right? That's why I usually tell people there's so many, so many different avenues. Yeah. And how I got into psychology was realizing how vast it was. Oh, back in high school, in high school, there was an elective class that my high school offered. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll take it. Why not? And so like, he just went through like the different types. I didn't know they were like I didn't know like HR work can like be psychology. It's a work like a work psychologist. There's like I didn't know that there was like just different fields where it's like I think there was an agricultural psychologist or something like that for farmers. It was very interesting seeing how vast and how many avenues you can do in psychology just by studying psychology Hmm. and then when I got to college I kind of started you know narrowing it down what did I want to do originally I wanted to be a forensic psychologist okay that (laughs) is the extra I feel like that's the super extreme part right because like if like correct me if I'm wrong but are is that like dealing with uh dead bodies and stuff? Yes. Okay. That would be that would be like crime investigation, crime analysis, like right. dead bodies. I even took a whole class on death investigation and I like I was fascinated by it because I'd always been fascinated by I had this dream when I was a kid to be an FBI agent. I was ready. And then like as I kind of started getting more into it and started doing my research, I was like, hmm, do I really want to do this? It's like and just like, think pre- about the day to day, the yeah. smells. Like <laughs> I know, like it, it really kind of hit me. Especially like the smells didn't bother me too much because I went to a cadaver lab, and okay. when I was like, huh, I like at first I was like, okay, it smells a little odd in here, but like there were people that were, were like holding their nose and literally about to puke, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, is it me? <laughs> if, because I mean, ultimately, it, it, it like it is sterilized, right? Yeah. Um, wait, ha- sorry, have you ever read this book called Stiff? Yes. Okay, I, I like just read it a, a month ago and like it was the most, uh, I don't know, wonderful, fascinating book about cadavers and like how helpful they are. And it they are. gave me some faith like, oh, okay, you know, even after I die, I'll still be like, pretty much part of this world which is oh, yeah. pretty the cool tour I went on was amazing in the sense that like he they showed us a normal body mm. and like a normal heart like we were able to see what the organs actually look like you know post-death and what they look like in the body and then we were able to touch some of them too and then they showed us like it made heart disease very much so real for me because they showed yeah. us a man who had a pacemaker and what his heart looked like 
his heart, like, you know, they always tell you the normal heart is about about the size of a fist, a little bit bigger. Yeah. This heart was like four times that size. Oh my God. Huge. And I thought, I thought it was like a different organ. And like, no, this is a heart. And this is a heart after heart disease. And like he, they said he had a pacemaker in his lifetime. He needed one. He had heart surgery. And they were like, yeah, so this is what it would look like. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. No, no, wait. So I've actually never seen how a pacemaker looks like. Is it like a pretty big, like janky thing? It was on like a, a piece of the heart, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so it's it, like it, attached like, on it, like a metal thing. Yeah, it's like attached to it or near it. If I like, it's like, I forgot how they said they put it, a pacemaker in. It was very, but it was very interesting to see it up close because you always hear about them. Right. Yeah. And, and and you said that the heart's like four times the size was, of a regular heart. Yes. The pacemaker is supposed to like basically get everything in order because yes. of how okay um, and it was crazy it was it was crazy seeing that like the image because you know you always hear about you know how bad diabetes and heart disease is yeah but seeing the they said he had he was also a diabetic as well so seeing what happens to like the human heart post when that happens it's like it, it was a eye-opener and how crazy it affected I'm just thinking, like, how does someone live with that? Same. I was that was my biggest question too. I was like, yeah. How, how do you live with that? Like, and then it's like, like a the- ticking time bomb in you. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and and I was sitting there. I was like, wait. So where? Like, looking at the body. I looked at the normal body, and I looked at the heart again. I was like, so where did the space come from? Especially oh, that is a great question. By the lines, I was like. What, and uh, they explained because there was so much fat buildup around the heart, essentially, that created enough kind of it compressed against his lungs a bit. But that fat was very, very much a cushion, mm. but it was smothering. It was very, it was very odd seeing the entire thing. And And that's like, I mean, to me, it's pretty interesting in that very fascinating yeah in in the sense of like one it's like the human body is so adaptable that it's able to just like compress and expand you know but Mm -hmm. and being able to accommodate like wildly different um sizes from like the norm Mm -hmm. and the other thing is like it's such a slow like insidious you know process that we don't even notice it until it's at the end and it's like i don't know i it just reminds me that like little things add up and you know it can it's both bad and good depending on how you use it yeah because i believe the gentleman whose heart they had i believe they said he was in his 70s when he passed 70s or 80s oh wow okay so it has been accumulating it has been accumulating for a while wow okay that, I mean, did, did that have any effect on the way that you live your life? Oh, yeah. Because, like, my family has a history of diabetes. So I was, like, switching my diets. I was like, yeah, no. I'm going <laughs> sure to make sure I am okay with at least how I live. And so I switched more to trying not to eat out as much and then also trying to exercise, trying to um, eat healthier. I like to cook so like I always like incorporate in my cooking somehow that's good like I feel like the challenge for me is that I'm not a great cook and so it's just a lot more convenient um to go out but then there's like my brother's girlfriend who's like an amazing cook and for her it's like going out has to be something special right to Mm -hmm. like justify um going out and so like in that sense she gets to control her portions and like she really enjoys the process of that Mm -hmm. um i do enjoy it too especially like when i home make something yeah like making a sauce from scratch or like making like bread like this past thanksgiving i was in charge of i made some homemade rolls and i made 
some I love uh, that. chicken. Yeah. And like my brother, he was like, these rolls are something serious. I need you to make them again. <laughs> Is it your own like recipe? Uh, no, it was a recipe that I had found on, ironically enough, TikTok. I, my TikTok, I don't even do much. I just have a whole folder full of food things that I could eventually make. Of course, make. yeah. So, like, I found the, that recipe for bread. I was like, you know what? I'll make it. And so then I did, and I was like, this is a really good recipe. I see why she said that you wouldn't want to put it down. So I originally made it, like, a loaf of bread because I bought some loaf pans. And then one day I was like, you know what? What if they? What would these taste like in roll form? Would they still taste the same? And that's how I ended up with the rolls for Thanksgiving. Oh, I love that. And do you try to like make it healthy or? Yes. Just, let's have. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't use butter. I use olive oil when I do my rolls, mm. making them. And then also, as far as like Thanksgiving, we didn't have turkey this year. We had chicken. I I don't know much about Midwest culture, but is that normal? Like, are you guys usually like, you know, health conscious and all that? Midwest, it's very much big on dairy, cheese, a lot of alcohol drinking. Go hard with the food. Yeah. Yeah. And then especially with my family and my culture, it's more so just like Thanksgiving is a big feast. Right. It's always been that way. We've kind of toned it down over the years because we kind of spread out more. But usually, especially my grandmother, I always have her make, we always have her make us a pan of like her dressing because we love her dressing. Oh, wow. That sounds so good. Like I was invited to a Russian Thanksgiving dinner with my friend's family. And I don't know, I imagine it's kind of similar, right? Like very indulgent food. Um, and they, you know, they attach their love and care in food and that's how they, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I have heard like in America, Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving can be a really rough time for some people. Cause like, that's where stuff gets brought up. Oh and, yeah. And I wonder if like, you know, okay. So I, you know, I'm Asian, right. And it's like, mm-hmm. if I reject my mom's food she would like take offense at that as like a personal attack to her identity. Oh yeah. And so I don't know, like, was it, did you have to convince your family to like, let's be a little bit healthier this time around or everyone was like super on board with it. Oh no. It's usually like, it was a gradual kind of thing. Okay. Like like, we started, like one thing I've noticed when it comes to, especially like with dieting, it's starting small. Hmm. And like adding, like being healthier, slowly incorporating it into your meals. Because I've noticed like for us, well, for me personally, I can't just automatically just stop with something. Like for me with sweets, it was like, I don't eat sweets anymore. I don't, I barely eat them. Like every now and then I'm an indulgent, but like I don't eat them as much or I don't eat very salty foods. I don't like mm-hmm. things too, too salty. Yeah. And it feels and so, so good. Like It does. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like I, I'm not a chip person. I haven't really been a soda person. Like, we usually mostly drink water, and then mm. like we have lemonade too. But it's mostly just water. And and like when you hang out with your friends outside, is that sometimes more of a challenge? Not really. Honestly. Like it's easy to find healthy food um, over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of different like. A lot of a lot of places offer a salad here. I've noticed. Doesn't matter where you are, and a lot a lot of the restaurants do offer salad options. Do offer like healthy options. Offer a lot of vegan options, vegetarian options. I yeah. noticed there's a lot more people that eat those more around here too. Yeah, I do really appreciate that. Like the restaurant, like F and B industry in general, is like really yeah, yeah. embracing this. Um, I work in that too. And so it's very, it's very interesting seeing them starting to incorporate it. Like my job, we have a whole menu. They have where, you know, gluten-free options. They have the vegetarian and vegan. And they always, they always, of course, have, you know, the meats and sandwiches. Right. But it's like slowly becoming integrated in their menus. And ultimately, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I always wanted like, yes, it's really great for the environment. 
but like for me, I think the more compelling reason is like, oh, it actually just feels really good to like be healthy. Um, and it really does. Yeah, I don't like back in Singapore. So our McDonald's is fantastic, and so I would always eat that. And then I came here and I was like, oh, okay, you know the McDonald's aren't aren't like super great. Oh boy. And so that naturally forces yeah. me to like pick something that tastes good but also makes me feel good after. Uh which is which is, you know, I think it's a win-win mm-hmm. in both situations. Yeah, that that's really cool. I I don't know how we veered into food, but <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not complaining. But but that but that's like that's the the fun part of like doing something like that. There's no goal. Oh, so I wanted to ask you, going back to the psychology stuff, um, do you ever apply, like, because you said that you psychoanalyze your friends a lot. Do you ever apply that to yourself? I try to. Okay. Like, one of my biggest models is, like, when I do try to dish out, quote unquote, I do want it to apply to myself because one thing I hate is when someone's like, oh, you're a hypocrite, you're not doing it. And I I don't like (laughs) hypocritical things. Yeah. And so I do try things that I do say, I try to apply to my life as well. So it's like you're very self-reflective and yeah. Do you have like a practice of some sort? What do you mean by that? Like, you know, some people journal or like. Oh, yes. I actually write poetry. So like a lot of my feelings I get out in my poetry in a sense. And that's really hard, right? It's like being able to translate your thoughts into a succinct. Mm-hmm. you know where do you get your inspiration from um it usually comes and goes and so like usually especially I love music so like I love listening to different types of music and different avenues of it oh. and so usually I usually get like a lot of it through like either prompts or through music yeah I love that your interests are like everywhere oh, it's yeah. like you have your you know psychology book stuff and then you have your like artistic side of things where you you let your creativity kind of run wild in those pursuits, which is really cool. It's my it's my own personal odd way of finding balance. I, I like like talking to people like you because it's like it reminds me that like, oh, there, you know, like work doesn't have to be everything. You know, there's like other stuff that I can also do to um, kind of a left brain, right brain thing. Oh yeah, that's one thing my mom hammered into me. She's like, it doesn't matter what you do or where you go, it's okay to step back from work. She's always been my biggest. She's always been my biggest kind of like pusher when it comes to you don't need to always exert yourself at work. Because mm. I'll admit, I, like when I first started my like work career and work like working journey, I was that type of person where oh, I had to be at every shift. I had to make sure to be on time. I have to make sure like when it came to like if someone needed my help or if I needed if someone like texted me, oh like hey Cece, can you work for me? I was always scrambling. I'm like oh yeah sure I can do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I was like you don't have to do that. And she was like you're okay. You don't have to do that. And I find that I do that too. And a lot of it comes from like the need to please people. Yeah. And my mom, my mom has never been that type of person where I need to please her. But like I told you, I took, I took a break from school due to COVID and I cried. I sobbed and I told her, I was like, mom, I have to take a break. I can't do this anymore. And she looked at me, she's like, why are you crying? It's okay. And I told her, I said, I felt like a disappointment to her. And the look on my mom's face when I said that, she's like, when have I ever made you feel like you would disappoint me if you needed to take a break? It's a lot of self-imposed expectations. Yeah. hmm Yeah. And, like, how do you find the balance in that? Because, yeah, you. I mean, you seem like, you know, like like I said, like a type A, like, very like almost very extreme personality um but and and the and the scary thing is like these things are celebrated right like they want you to work as hard as you possibly can and like squeeze the orange as much as you can yeah but then no one ever is like hey maybe you're doing too much 
and you got to chill mm-hmm. out for a second. <laughs> like I said, my mom has been that biggest person of like, like you can take a break if you want to. It's okay to take a break. And so like, I've kind of started doing that in a sense where like on my weekends off, I don't, I don't pick up work. That's my big, like I, on my days off, are my days off, my weekends off, are my weekends off. And that's what I kind of tell myself now. And then like, especially in the summertime, I usually try to go and explore a different avenue of my city. In a sense that like, I, I realized that I grew up in the city, but I don't know many places of it. And so going out like this past summer, I went down to the art museum. Mm. Like I always drove past it. I've seen it when we go down, but like I didn't sit there and go in. And I went there and I went in, I went on a nice journey looking at the art. And then like another one of my weekends off, I chose a different place. And then another weekend off choosing a different place and just going to different places with some days it was just by myself. One day it was with my brother. One day me and my sister went downtown. But doing that kind of helped me get that kind of balance in the sense that like, okay, it's okay to enjoy those days off. Yeah. It's okay to enjoy it. You don't have to even if just sitting at home, sitting at home, sitting outside. It's one thing my grandparents always do. It's always funny for me. They're both down from down South, but they moved up here to the Midwest. Mm -hmm. But in the summertime, they'll sit outside for hours. They don't have a porch to sit on. They sit out in their garage, but they have the garage up. They both got comfortable chairs and they'll just sit there. They'll sit outside until well after the sun goes down and there will be days when I, I remember days growing up I do that with them too and there are days now where I'll go over and just sit with them and there, and there's something like so magical about just slowing down yeah and that was the biggest thing COVID taught me was to slow down yeah, I I think, you know, if you can even call it a hobby, is going out on these, like, really long walks around my neighborhood or even just, like, mm-hmm. taking a train and, like, exploring, like you said, different places or even places that I've always been but just, like, never really stopped to, like, properly notice it. Um, And then you realize that, like, at least for me, like, what I thought was mundane and just something that I should you know it's just a means to a means to an end almost it's like oh I'm just crossing this station to like get to where I need to go but it's like if you if I slow down and just look around me it's like there's actually so much interestingness in like the mundane um environment or at least what I thought was mundane and I don't know, it's just... Like, seeing uh, yeah. things, especially finding, like, the little small hole in the walls. Yeah, exactly. Like, my, sister, my sister and I went to this, like, cool little bar. It was, like, spy-themed. But you would never notice it because it's a hole in the wall. Is it, and like, so, a speakeasy almost? Almost. It was very cool because, like, my sister, she was the one who planned that outing. Oh. And so she was like, yeah. She's like, don't worry about it. Just, we're going, we're going on a spy trip. And I was like, what does she mean by that? I love trip. that a spy trip yeah and then we go and like it's funny because the entrance is in the alleyway and I was like what what I was like where are you taking us <laughs> what do we mind you it's like nine at night we're both <laughs> driving. where the hell are we going yeah and then like we go in and we have to do um it's a cute little thing they were like yeah we have like the password I was like password and we're like, we don't know the passwords. We have to do like little fun things in order to get in. Uh huh. Oh, is, wait, was so, it like, your sister doing that or like the bar having that? They, like, like, they had like a like, they had like a little like gate person, like person that was standing at the door. Right. And so the person at the door was like, yeah, in order to get in, you're going to have to do like password, like stuff for the password. Oh, and so it is like a speakeasy almost. Yeah. yeah. Speak easy on the inside That's and like so the, cool. there was like a whole like hidden door that opened up and led us into the restaurant 
Oh my god, I love that. Like, <laughs> and then like there was a whole like little spy scavenger hunt because like the entire bar is spy themed, and they gave us like a little sheet. They're like, yeah, this is. It was like a little sheet. Like after we ate, then we basically went on the scavenger hunt, finding little things to um, find on the sheet. But yeah, like, they didn't give it to you right away. They gave you the um, little riddles, and you had to go to certain rooms. And ironically, that my sister and I followed one wrong and ended up outside. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, we were like, yeah, we ended up outside. They were like, yeah, that happens. And then did you get back in? Yeah, we got back in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we had a little. That would be terrible if they're like, you get one shot and uh, you missed it. So. <laughs> and it was funny because like. I remember at the door, the lady was like, yeah, I'm sorry about the things I'm about to have you guys do. You're being watched. And I'm like, by who? You? And then we go in the restaurant. There's a whole, like, there's like two or three TVs that show the opening door. And so they basically we found out that what they do is people who come in, they, like, they purposely don't tell you the password. Of course, do fun little funny things, and then you find out the password is up on like one of the mantles. But yeah, it, it's like finding those little fun hole in the walls makes like a little small, almost adventure like kind of thing. Yeah, and wait, okay, so it's kind of sidetracked. But have you heard about this thing called geocaching? Geocaching? I don't think I've heard of that. It's almost like a worldwide like treasure hunt where people would hide these like little containers around just wherever, right? And then they would put like a geotag on it, which which is like just the um location of the little container. Mm -hmm. And I was like obsessed with it. And you just reminded me I probably should go get back into it because it was so fun. Like being able to find these little like gems right around your neighborhood and I don't know it's and, and they like provide little clues so for example I live by the water and then I noticed that like oh okay so basically it's like an app right and then they, you can see how many geocaches there are around you oh it's super cool yeah um and and so there was one where it's like by the seaport um, attached to the railing. If you can imagine like this is like the like the railing, right? And then the water is here. And then they basically attach like this magnetic container on the other side. And so oh, the, wow, interesting. Yeah, and then and so the clue was like life has taken me over the edge. And so it's basically like, oh, you have to like bend over and like and oh, like wow. see the little thing. And uh, like the containers aren't anything like useful. It's really just a small thing where you can sign your name on it and then put it back. But like it's so fun to just, you know, go on a hunt and just like find these little treasures. But yeah, no, thanks for the reminder that, you know, I think I think, you know, whoever's listening, it's like. How, like how do you find the adventure in like the everyday you know i I feel like that's yeah that's the hard it's part about but... balance and i think a lot of people kind of forget about that mm. and finding your own balance whether it be like me just going out randomly because i like to travel and mm. so like in the moments where i can't travel i go for my own city yeah and so I'm actually going back to Singapore in a couple of weeks. Ooh, that was and, fun. Yeah, and I'm really excited, you know, to see family and friends. But also I wanted to do something special where it's like, because I realized, you know, I lived in Singapore like pretty much all my life, right? Like 18 years. Mm -hmm. And I've been in New York for seven, eight years. And then I realized that, when people ask me, you know, what's there to do in Singapore, I don't know what to tell them because I don't really pay attention to, oh, yeah. you know, it's what usually, I do. It's usually what happens, especially when people are like, oh, yeah, what's there to do in your city? And I'm like, 
Uh-huh. It's like, and dude, all I'm, I do is work. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's why I started kind of going to like those popular avenues. Like it started with me looking at, oh, what's the most popular thing to do in my city? Yeah. And so then I started doing those. I was like, okay, let's go see what why these are the most popular places. And so I started doing those things. And so like the next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a theater show. I know like every year around this time, they do a Christmas carol. And so I want to go see that. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I remember going as a kid, but like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go and do it. And, and the experience is going to be totally different. I know. And that's what I'm thinking on. Yeah, it's like when we were kids, we didn't really have a brain then to like process oh, yeah. what we're right. watching. Time to go back <laughs> and do it again. Yeah. But yeah, so, so, so I'm going back to Singapore and I wanted to treat this almost like I'm a tourist and, you know, plan out like, little mini like adventures almost like what you're doing right where I'm I'm taking like parts of the city that I thought I knew but I just want to re-explore it again yeah and as I'm doing my research I realize there's so much that I don't know about Singapore um and so it's always what happens though too it's like my friend like one of my friends she lives in a different state I'm like okay so what, what's there fun to do in your state and she's like huh never really thought about that (laughs) yeah i think it's almost like we're like that fish in the water and it's like we don't even know what water is because we're we're just just here we're too into it well thank you so much for being here this this turned into a very philosophical conversation which is very nice um, absolutely to, to start our sunday morning with it was nice to see you i had a great time yeah, thank you so much. And, um, you know, I hope we can keep in touch if you're on Discord or anything like that. I am. I awesome. do have a Discord. Okay, perfect. I'll probably add you there. And okay. um, yeah, thank you. And I hope you have a lovely Sunday. And uh, yeah, find find the balance in, <laughs> in 2023, I guess. So Absolutely. I hope you do too. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye. Wait. Before you go, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, it'd be super awesome if you could just take, you know, 10 seconds just to give it a nice rating and review. It really, really does help get the word out on the show. Also, come say hi to me on Instagram at stranger turned friend. All right. Have a good day. Bye bye.